Blog Talk Radio. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again. It's that time. Oh, yeah, it's that time. 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. On a wonderful, crisp, on the East Coast type of Sunday morning. Uh, fall is right around the corner, and this is a fall type of day. And with fall being in the air, there's nothing like talking on a Sunday morning about NFL football. And that's what we're going to do. As you know, I am JT, a.k.a. The Master, and this is The Master Plan. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. I'll say that again. 347-637-3220. Place to be if you want to talk to The Master, JT, and you know, as always, that's me. Week four in the NFL, which includes week four in fantasy football. With some surprises from last week. Some I told you so was last week. Let's see if we can do repeat that again. Like I said, this is week four. One game is being played as we speak. One big game was played. It was a real good game. On Thursday, one of the best quarterbacks in fantasy football played on Thursday. A long-standing rivalry, one of the oldest, if not the oldest rivalry in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers showed himself. Jordy, Jordy Nelson showed himself. Welcome back, Randall Cobb, from one week off. Devontae Adams got hammered. Hammered. Scored a touchdown, to, for any of the Devontae Adams uh, owners, I shouldn't say owners, but anybody who has Devontae Adams on their team. Ty Montgomery got uh, injured. The backup, Jamal Williams, got injured. Um, there was a lot of injuries on the Packers mounting up, and it was a physical, typical division, uh, uh, NFC North type of black and blue division game with the Devante, uh, excuse me, with the Packers getting the brunt of of the injury bug, bug. Now you have to think that sooner or later it may take a toll. But right, right off the top of the bat, Devontae Adams more than likely will not play. And I told you about this kid before. Now I told you about him um, when Randall Cobb didn't play and he he, he balled out. <clears throat> And I expect him to do the same thing because Devontae Adams is not going to be playing more than likely next week. He's dealing with, I imagine he's dealing with some neck and uh, shoulder issues besides having a concussion. But Ger- Geronimo Allison, you've heard that name before, or you haven't, and I'm just giving it to you again. Anytime one of these wide receivers, Cobb, Nelson, Adams isn't playing. He's the next man up. 
Aaron Rodgers trusts him. Believe me, Aaron Rodgers trusts him. That's why he's in the lineup. Otherwise, he wouldn't be in the lineup, and someone else would would, uh, would be in the lineup. But he trusts him. He's a long, lanky, wide receiver, good catch radius, and Aaron Rodgers likes him, and that's the key. Quarterbacks like you, especially somebody with the weight of Aaron Rodgers, you got a chance to shine because he's going to give you opportunities. Anyway, and and you can show the ineptitude of the Chicago Bears, even though I was high on this guy and I still high on this guy. I think he would play. I think he would be a better asset if Mitchell Trubisky was in the, the building or on the field versus Mike Glennon, who's not as accurate, has a tendency to overthrow, uh, if you watch the game, overthrow wide receivers. I think Mitchell Trubisky would benefit Kendall Wright. Kendall Wright, I should say. I still believe in Kendall Wright. He's the number one wide receiver in that offense right now. I know that the uh, wide receivers in Chicago are not at the caliber of the Green Bay Packers wide receivers, but they're serviceable. Now, you got two dynamic running backs in Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard. Those three wide receivers, Bellamy, Thompson, and Wright, along with the tight end Miller, can be good complementary pieces. But you have to have a quarterback that can get the football to him consistently, not like Mike Glennon. He's all over the place with his balls. And most of the time, he overthrows them into coverage. And that's why you saw what you saw on Thursday night. So Green Bay Packers were definitely – the defense was definitely a good play. Hopefully you did that. Anyway, let's move on. Green Bay Packers is gone. The Miami Dolphins and the uh, New Orleans Saints are playing as we speak, so there's really no need for me to talk about any of those because unless you, unless you didn't know that there was a 9:30 game, which most fantasy football players should know, they were paying attention, and also knew that Willie Sneed was out because of a uh, uh, soft tissue injury. So some people probably still play Brandon Coleman. I'm not a big Brandon Coleman. He's a boomer bust uh, type of guy. You never know what uh, – uh, Drew Brees, I understand that. But you got Michael Thomas. Um, you got Ted Ginn Jr. And I do believe Drew Brees got more confidence in Ted Ginn Jr. than he has in Brandon, Brandon Coleman. But what do I know? I'm just trying to give you the, the, the straight scoop here. But let's – Get to the games that have been have yet to be played. Not in necessarily any order. I'm just going to go down the list. And the first list is the Buffalo Bills at the Atlanta Falcons. Buffalo uh, showed out and, and beat Denver last week. Uh, really manhandled them last week. And uh, um, going to want to take this, that the, their defense on the road going up against a. Atlanta Falcons offense that really hasn't hit a stride yet. In spurts, you see it, but it doesn't seem like they're really explosive um, offense. I think the wide receiver maybe scored only one touchdown over the first three games, if I'm not mistaken. 
even though they they're three and zero, even though they're three and zero, I still think that the um, Atlanta Falcons ceiling is higher than the uh, running uh, running team of the uh, Buffalo Bills and Tyrod Taylor. Some say that Matt Ryan is going to regress. Well, he had a MVP type of season. Look at Cam Newton when he had an MVP type of season. He regressed. I don't think Matt Ryan's going to regress that far, um, as in what Cam Newton did. But I would think not having Kyle Shanahan and dealing with another offensive coordinator, um, different philosophy, different play calling. Uh, He's 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 due to due to regress. Let me put it that way. He's stammering and stuttering, but yeah, he's due to regress. But Matt Ryan is a definite play for me today. No two ways about it. They're playing at home, in the dome, on the turf. I gotta believe that with Buffalo even though they're number three against the quarterback, number two against running back, number 11 against wide receivers, and number eight against tight ends. With the exception, with the exception of tight ends, you have all pro players at all levels, quarterback, running back, wide receiver. Playing at home. Playing at home. Barely escaping a game they played against in Detroit, knowing that they should have probably should have lost that game with all the mistakes that they made. Ryan throwing what three picks? That was on the road. This is home. Play back Ryan with confidence. Julio is a no-brainer. Come on. It, as long as Julio's out there playing, you got to play him. Devontae Freeman is, is in the same um, category. As long as he's healthy, you got to play him. He's playing. He's, he's running the ball like you took his – like you took – like the defense took his groceries. And he wants to punish you for it. So you play Devontae Freeman. You also play Muhammad Sanu because, believe it or not, Muhammad Sanu is the one that's scoring the touchdown. Julio Jones last year and so far this year is lacking in touchdown scores. Not that he won't score any touchdowns, but Julio racks up the yardage. Sanu is a must-play here. On the other side of the ball, you know what? Because of the defense, who's 16th against the quarterback, 29th against the running back, and 16th wide receiver and tight end is 13th, uh, preventing fantasy points in those positions. That's Atlanta I'm talking about, Atlanta's defense. That Tyrod, two quarterback leads, Tyrod's a play. LaShawn McCoy, no-brainer. Not really keen on any of these 
wide receivers. It's a running heavy team. Tyrod Taylor is sporadic in passing the football, especially mid-level. Down the field is where he likes to throw the ball. He's one of these quarterbacks with his ego, knowing he has a good arm and likes to show it off. Clay is a good play for me here today. And with the outside chance that you may be missing a wide receiver or you're looking for a flex play, if, if you want to use one of these Buffalo wide receivers, I would use Jordan Matthews. He seems like he's the number one wide receiver that uh, Tyrod Taylor goes to. The other uh, wide receivers, Holmes and Zay Jones, uh, Andre Holmes and Saint Zay Jones, are one's a rookie, one's a uh, journeyman veteran. Uh, I can't trust either one of them. So let's move on from there. Let's go to Carolina at New England. Cam Newton had an ideal situation last week when he played New Orleans and did nothing with it. Now he's going to Foxborough against another defense that really hasn't played to the level they played last year in New England. Curtis Samuel's out. Kelvin Benjamin looks like he's going to play. is no longer on the injury report. Cam, what are you going to do? Are they going to revert back to Cam being Cam? Or are they still trying to protect him because of uh, maybe issues with his shoulder still? I told you earlier in the season, there's two quarterbacks that I didn't trust going into this football season, fantasy or reality-wise. And that was Cam Newton and Andrew, uh, Andrew Luck. And so far, it looks like uh, um, I was correct. Cam Newton has been playing even close to uh, Cam Newton level. And Andrew Luck hasn't even gotten on the field yet. Not even in practice. We're talking about practice. Not even practice. And it'll probably take past midseason for Cam if he's ever going to be. That's how I see it if he's ever going to be right, to be right. And Andrew Luck, I know hope springs eternal for those who have who drafted Andrew Luck in the fantasy and are still holding on to him while you go down week after week after week and because of uh, the quarterback you should have gotten, but you got Andrew Luck instead. Oh, hopefully you've gotten you've got a quarterback that's going to give you some uh steady play and you're not suffering losses each week before Andrew Luck comes back. I can't take that chance. I want to win right off the bat and he put my best shot out there each week. Um and not worry about Andrew Luck. I can't worry about something that I have no control over as a guy being injured, especially a guy with a shoulder injury that hasn't even practiced. Practicing is a different story. He hasn't even practiced. That's not good. That's not good. I'll move on. If I get burnt, fine, but at least I would be more comfortable in my gut and in my mind that I'm not 
waiting for a guy to get off the injury list who hasn't even practiced. That's that's bad. Not good. Anyway, uh, Cam Newton I, I, in, against this defense, they got to show something. I mean, they're, they're getting worse and they're losing players. So I know they're 2-1, which is fine. The Patriots are 2-1. But they're a weak 2-1, okay? And you, you you just you can't keep going on with relying on your defense because sooner or later your defense is going to fold or, or um, not fold but um, not be there for you for whatever reason and it happens and then the offense has to pick up and they won't be able to so Cam Newton to play Christian McCaffrey is a play, a well-needed uh, spark, especially in PPR. Got to find ways to get that uh, uh, your, that stud into the uh, uh, to the offense. Give him opportunities, whether it's running the football or especially in the passing game. Jonathan Stewart, still old man, still can get it done. Those two guys are, are definite plays. Uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey is probably an RB2 in PPR. Jonathan Stewart is definitely in the flex position. Kelvin Benjamin, if he's healthy, big target. You don't have uh, Greg Olson to about week 11, somewhere around there. So Kelvin Benjamin, I expect him to um, shoulder some of that load along with uh, De- Devin Funches. A little bit. Devin Funches is a wide receiver, four or five, somewhere around there. Uh, could be a flex, a weak flex play, but um, if you need someone, Devin Funches can be a flex play because I've seen Cam, um, other than wide receivers, other than Kelvin Benjamin, he would use Devin Funches as a pseudo uh, tight end, even though he's not. On the other side, uh, with the Patriots playing at home, Tom Brady throwing five touchdowns last two weeks. Five touchdowns last two weeks. Guess what he's going to do here? He's not going to throw five. I, I can't believe he's going to throw five touchdowns. But he'll get a, 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 a triple play out of it. So there's a no-brainer playing um, Tom Brady. No-brainer to me. No-brainer with Brandon Cooks, Chris Hogan, taking the place of Julian Edelman. No-brainer on that note. Brandon Cooks, deep, deep. Uh, besides a uh, deep threat, is all over the field threat. Let me put it that way, and quite naturally, without uh, uh, even saying it, Gronk is a definite play in here. Don't have any sleepers in here. Oh, I may have one sleeper. Um, that's a good flex, uh, and especially in PPR. Is James White. Um, Mike Gillisey, more than once people have been trying to give me Mike Gillisey, and I can't take him because he's too touch too touchdown dependent. And I know the Patriots get down there quite often, but I can't with the amount of running backs that they had, even though Rex Burkett is not playing this week, that I can't trust Mike Gillisey from week to week to give me enough points, which would include getting into the end zone. I can't take that chance. All right, let's move on to the next uh, game on my list here. How about the Cincinnati Bengals at the Cleveland Browns? 
Andy Dalton loves playing against Cleveland, and this is probably one of the few times I tell you to play Andy Dalton. I tell you to play Andy Dalton. I tell you to play Joe Mixon because he's going to be the back, the back. These other guys are going to be in and out, meaning Giovanni Bernard and Jeremy Hill. But with the new offensive coordinator, new philosophy, new mindset, shake it up a little bit. I'm going to talk about another team that should shake it up in in, in the AFC North, but I'm talking about Joe Mixon. I shouldn't even talk to you about A.J. Green. That's a no-brainer to me. But Joe Mixon, absolutely, is a play here. He's got RB1 potential in this game against Cleveland. On the other side, we got Deshaun Kaiser trying to get himself together here. I got to believe this is one of the games, if he doesn't do it here, when is he ever going to do it? He didn't do it against Indianapolis. So I got to believe, I know Hugh Jackson is pushing this guy and, and pumped this guy up in the offseason and then named him the number one running back. But Isaiah Crowell, with, with a lot of expectations people had of him, he hasn't done it. I think you got to roll him out there against Cincinnati. The running back position, uh, of, with guys that are going to consistently get the ball without being in a committee, is not that big. Isaiah Crowell is in a position that he doesn't have a running back by committee. Even though Duke Johnson is used in a change of pace and in the passing game, which I'm going to tell you to play Duke Johnson in this game, um, they have a cast of characters in the wide receiver room that Deshaun Kaiser or the receivers haven't been on the same page and haven't been consistent. So Duke Johnson has been one of the one most consistent in the passing game for Deshaun Kaiser. Short throw, safe throw, get it to a playmaker and let him do his thing, Duke Johnson. So I'm saying this. You play Isaiah Cowell in the flex. He's not an RB1. Not an RB2. Playing with a flex would be a, a safe play. Duke Johnson, same way. In, in the flex. And you could probably put him in the RB2, and especially in PPR, because he's going to get the rock early and often in the passing game. And then the, and I can't even, which tight end do you play here? The Vav or Njoku? Don't know which one to play. I say stay away with the tight ends because you're going to go run into that coulda, woulda, shoulda in Cleveland. Let's move on to the next game, which would be the Detroit Lions visiting the Minnesota Vikings. Now, most people, so-called experts, are saying that you don't play the Detroit defense. You don't play the Detroit defense. You saw what 
Case Keenan did last week against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was banged up. Injuries, front side, back side in our defense. Detroit's a different animal. You play Detroit's defense. I don't believe in, in Case Keenum. He used to be one of the Houston Texans quarterbacks. Fine, that's fine. Can he do it two weeks in a row at home? Detroit's going to get after him. This is a division game. Detroit's going to get after him in this game. Sam Bradford, like I said, is out. Now, they do have weapons. They do have weapons. But I say it's play, it's play Matthew Stafford. Play Golden Tate. Golden Tate is going to run rampant on these guys. <clears throat> and with an outside chance, PPR. In Minnesota, <clears throat> Dalvin Cook, one of these fine young running backs, you play him. The two wide receivers are Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. Now, Darius Slay is probably going to be on Stephon Diggs. No one knows about him. He's a DB from Detroit who is a very good DB. Very good. But I still say he's played Stephon Diggs and Adam, especially Adam Thielen. And I still say, I still say you play. Still say you play. Um. I still say you play. defense. I got a gut feeling about Detroit's defense. All right. That's what I say. All right. Let's 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 move on to another game here. We'll move on to the Indianapolis Colts against the Seattle Seahawks. I don't know which, which team is more hapless here. Um, no Andrew Luck. Defense sucks. Offense is not that much better. T.Y. Hilton owners, Dante Moncrief owners, uh, Jack Doyle owners. You probably have to play him along with Frank Gore. But good luck with that. I would sit all these guys. I know you probably won't. I would sit all these guys because you're going up against Seattle's defense. In Seattle, along with Jacoby Percet, you don't know what, what's going to happen. And, and this, this Seattle defense is angry. 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 They got beat last week in Tennessee. They're back home. This is a get-right game for Russell Wilson. 
This is a get-right game for Chris Carson. Doug Baldwin, he's got he's dealing with a groin. He's going to try to play. What does that mean? Try to play. Anybody who has Doug Baldwin and he's dealing with a groin a strain, and he's going to try to play, you better look up elsewhere. If Paul Richardson or Tyler Lockett are sitting on the waiver wire, run, don't walk, and put that into your lineup. Because whatever Doug Baldwin won't get because he's going to try to play, those two guys will get. This is becoming more of a passing team versus a uh, majority running team. And quite naturally, Doug Baldwin is the number one wide receiver Russell Wilson goes to. But if he's out, these two other guys are going to benefit from that, along with a hobbled Jimmy Graham. So I'm thinking Jimmy Graham, quite naturally, is going to get a visit to the friend zone. And these other two guys are going to get enough to warrant a flex position in fantasy, especially for PPR. So you play him. Okay, let's move on to the next game. In Jacksonville versus the New York football Jets, you play the Jacksonville defense without a shadow of a doubt against a, a Jet offense that surprised the Miami Dolphins. Um, I don't know if it was the Jet uh, game planned on offense and defense that was so well executed versus the Dolphins team that didn't show up. But I got to believe that Leonard Fournette's going to run all over these Jets. I got to believe that Marquise Lee and Alan Hearns are going to be able to get things done Um, in the passing game. But Jacksonville it wants to be a mainly running team to keep the ball away from their mistake-prone quarterback and Blake Bortles. And the defense is balling out with a lot of talent. Seem like they're coming together, and you play them. Now, Matt Forte is not going to play, and he got a turf toe. So all the focus on the 29-year-old Bilal Powell. Now, this is a team that's supposedly rebuilding. So don't be surprised. And this isn't one of these guys I'm going to give you that um, if you want to play him, I I would play him probably in the flex position and and in PPR. Either way, is Elijah McGuire, the running back uh, um, for the the Jets. He's getting six and seven carries um, a game. And he's actually been the most effective with a little over five points yard per carry average. Now, you you eliminated Matt Forte. Bilal Powell is going to be there. So it's not three running backs. It's basically two running backs. So the increase in in, uh, touches, quite naturally, Bilal Powell. But also in... um, Elijah McGuire. Looking for a running back? Want to put him in the flex position? Elijah McGuire. And I told you last week, and I'm telling you again this week, 
tight end position has been shaky. You don't have Greg Olson. Um, and and uh, um, I'm trying to think who else is down out there. Uh, or Tyler Eifert. You're looking for a tight end. Austin Severian Jenkins. First game back, he gets four catches for 40 yards or something like that. Oh, I'm sorry, five catches for 31 yards. And I think he was targeted about eight times. So what I'm telling you, he's got a lot of ability. If he's cleaned up his act and the limited uh, weapons that the Jets have, he's going to be an invaluable asset for Josh McGowan and, and the Jets as a whole. Austin Safarian Jenkins, tight end. All right, let's move on to uh, the next game on the docket. I'm going right through these games. Todd Gurley said we're going to beat up on these guys. What he said at after the game on um, last week, uh, that the Rams won. And he was talking to Michael Irvin. Because the Los Angeles Rams play in Dallas against the Dallas Cowboys. Some people picked up Jared Galt because his his uh, um, passing percentage, uh, completion percentage is over 60%. I say tap the brakes. I, I did say that Sean McVay would be a welcome addition to the Rams, and all, especially for Jared Goff. Younger, very, youngest guy in the NFL. Can relate to quarterbacks very well. Um, really helped um, – Kirk Cousins, and uh, um, now he's get to help uh, uh, Jared Goff as a quarterback whisperer, talking about Jay, Sean McVay. But tap the brakes going up against Dallas, okay? You do play Todd Gurley because he's been balling out, and I think he'll be able to do the same thing in the passing game also, besides running the football. I like Cooper Cup in this game. I think he's going to be an afterthought. Sammy Watkins went off last last week. Um, all the attention is going to flow to Sammy Watkins quite naturally. I like uh, uh, Cooper Cup. A lot of hype early. He played well early. And now it's up to him to, to adjust to what the defense is doing against him. And I think he can do that. So I like Cooper Cup. Robert Woods. Is in and out. I'm not looking for a big thing from Robert Woods in this game. Let's move on to the uh, Dallas Cowboys. And no-brainer. Dak and and, uh, Dez and Jason Witten. These guys are no-brainers. But I still like all these guys to be valuable assets. I don't have any sleepers in this game. I do. Oh, I did. It's Cooper cup. Uh, not nothing really on the Dallas card. I can't trust Bryce Butler. I know he had a big game last, last week. And uh, Terrence Williams can't trust these guys. Can't see it this week. Let's move over to the, uh, um, not that game. Let's move over to the, New York Giants versus the 
uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa. Tampa got humiliated, downright manhandled last week against the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. That was their first road game, and they obviously didn't look like they were ready for it. Second game for the Giants on the road going to Tampa Bay. Warm environment. Giants barely lost the game against Philly. Probably should have won it. Eli Manning probably going to throw for a couple, at least a couple touchdowns. Um, one being with uh, um, OBJ. And uh, probably Sterling, Sterling Shepard. Something tells me. Now, just like Detroit, maybe not so much here, but because there's a lot of injuries in Tampa. That Tampa is going to play a little bit better than they have in the past. Next man up mentality. And the Giants got a lot of offensive weapons. Pretty much abandoned the run game, and it's all passing. So you're thinking Sterling Shepard, you're thinking Brandon Marshall, you're thinking definitely uh, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. are all going to be uh, big players in the passing game that Eli wants to to to, um, to exploit. I like Shepard. Excuse me, Shepard. I like uh, quite naturally OBJ. And if I like those two, then I should lock the quarterback. Because he's getting a football too. But the offensive line isn't isn't that strong. And I do believe that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are gonna the defense is gonna bounce back. And I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. I know, I know, I know. You're going to say, come on, Jay, you really like them? They're 30th against the quarterback, 23 against the running back, 32nd against the wide receivers. The best that they defend is against the tight end. And you like them? Yeah, I like them. I'd have to say I like them. I don't think they're as good as when they play Chicago. I don't think they're as bad as when they played Minnesota in Minnesota. But I got to believe going back to Tampa, regrouping, and getting them their act together, going up against the Giants, who can implode on, a, on, a, on, a, uh, on the road. That's who I like at the, in the defense. Excuse me. I know that most people say don't play Jameis in this. I like Jameis in this. I know Janoris Shankins is probably going to play uh, um, Mike Evans, and, and but they do have this guy, and I think he's going to be an integral part of what takes place in this game. And that's Adam Humphreys. Catches with, for 68 yards last week against Minnesota. Did I mention that Deshaun Jackson plays on this team? Who's going to stay with him? Deshaun Jackson eats up the Giants. Deshaun Jackson 
eats up the Giants. I think these two guys step up, and Janoris Jenkins, you got to play Mike Evans because he's the number one wide receiver. But these two other guys, Adam Humphreys and especially Deshaun Jackson, who I said eats up the Giants, you have to put him in your lineup. Flex him out if you want. If you have other options better in, in, in your wide receivers. But you got to put him in there because they're going to produce. Jameis is going to know, know that he has to go to these guys. And Cameron Brate. He loves throwing to Cameron Brate in the tight end position. As weak as, as shallow the tight end position is. You're searching each week to get a a a, a solid tight end in there. And Cameron Brate this week at home is one of them. Let's move on to Oakland and Denver. It's story rivalry playing in Denver. I can't play Derek Carr. I cannot play Derek Carr. He doesn't play well against the Oakland Raiders. I mean, he doesn't play well against the Denver Broncos. And this is in Denver. No fly zone is in effect. And Michael Crabtree is out with a chest injury. He's out. So that means that Mari Cooper, who's got the most drops in the NFL, and Seth Roberts, are going to have to ball out. Now, for sheer volume, you got to play him on Mari Cooper. You've got to be in your lineup now. Without a shadow, got to be in your lineup. Michael Trapp free out. Derek Carr is going to be throwing the ball to somebody. Michael Crabtree. I'm not Michael Crabtree. Amari Cooper. And the guy, believe it or not, who seems like he's always in the end zone and making clutch plays is Seth Roberts. And because of the limitations in the wide receivers or the uh, Jared Cook, even more so now, is a hell of a play. He shouldn't be on a waiver wire, but if he is, you hurry up, pick him up, put him in, you tight end, and even your flex, because I'm telling you, he, he'll, he'll be getting to the end zone this week. He's getting into the end zone. Jared Cook. And also, you play beast mode. Don't, don't, don't expect too much from beast mode. I mean, he hasn't been all that. He's been on a team. He's a feel-good story, but he hasn't been all that. I'd say play C.J. Anderson because C.J. Anderson has been balling out. And pretty much it's a split split, uh, uh, um, split attempts in the running back, and, and he's more effective in a passing game. I'm talking about Jamal Charles. Not a surprise to me. Not a surprise to me. Um, Denver did the right thing in what they um, in taking care of him, being able to uh, bring him along slowly, so he can be effective um, in the beginning of the season. Hopefully, it lasts through the end of the, end of the season. Jamal Charles, Devontae Booker is sitting back out there. He's going to be a healthy scratch. And I've thought about more than one week in picking up Devontae Booker and just sitting him on my bench because I think sooner or later he's going to be the number one 
Beasley's not the number one, but he's going to be involved in the in the running game. Any play, Emmanuel Sanders, Demarius Thomas, and even, and this is, seems like he's getting more and more involved. Demarius doesn't seem like, just like Julio Jones doesn't score that many touchdowns, but he makes up for, with a lot of, lot of yards and, the, and, and targets. Uh, Demarius Thomas is the same way. Same way. All right, let's move on to the and he played Travis Simeon at home. He 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 excels at home, just like Big Ben excels at home. Travis Simeon's the same, got the same um um it's the same way. All right, let's move to Philly visiting the Los Angeles Chargers. Philly's two and one the Chargers. Uh the Chargers. A lot of talent. Uh, some of the coaching decisions, some of the decisions on, on, on the field have cost them at least two games. At least two games. But I would, and this, I would play Carson Wentz. I would play, now you don't have Darren Sproles anymore, so the de facto number one running back would probably be LeGarrette Blunt. But I'm looking for Christopher Clement, or Chris Clement, 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 I'm sorry, Christopher Clement. And Wendell Smallwood, in uh, somewhere in there, there's got to be a defining uh, 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 some lines on who is what. Not just throw a mismatch of running backs out there, and from week to week. I like Chris Clement, Chris Clement, sorry, because he can do it all. I, I really like that kid. So you may want to grab and stash this kid because uh, I think him and Wendell Smallwood are really the guys that I know LeGarrette Blunt and I, uh, I'm not a big LeGarrette Blunt believe. I think he's a plotter and I just, he doesn't appeal to me. Wendell Smallwood and Clement seem like they're more versatile. So I think they're, more and more they're going to be used in here. Uh, but Nelson Aguilar and Alshon Jeffrey, and especially Zach Ertz, are really good plays here. Um, really good plays here. Uh, 24th against preventing fantasy points. That's their weakness. I'm talking about the Chargers. That's their weakness, playing up against the wide receivers. That's their weakness. So I think Carson Wentz, who's pretty pass-happy offense anyway, is going to be throwing the football a lot. Philip Rivers, he, you know he likes throwing the football a lot. I don't trust Philip Rivers in this game. I think they should. Melvin Gordon's healthy, dealing with a knee issue, but he's he's scheduled to play. You play Melvin Gordon. That's their go-to guy. That's their guy that they're going to rely on in the passing game and in the running game. The other running backs only spell Melvin Gordon sporadically and um, don't really – aren't really involved that much in the offense compared to Melvin Gordon. Then you play uh, Keenan Allen. When he's healthy, he's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, and especially in fantasy. And uh, Phillips likes throwing to him. And then Tyrell Williams. I, I like him in this game. I, re- I really like him in this game. I think he's going to be able to, to uh, do things in this game. Uh, some people weren't hired on last year. 
I was. He did ball out. I mean, every now and then, especially against Denver, he didn't. But for the most part, he did ball out. And he had a small name for himself coming into this season, but I haven't lost faith in Tyrell Williams. I'm putting, if I have him on my roster, I'm putting him in this week because I think he can, he can do some damage. I can't, you know, from week to week. Last week he had a, a big fat zero. The week before he uh, uh, played well and had some targets and, and, and he put up some points. I'm talking about Hunter Henry. You don't know what you're going to get with him. He's too inconsistent. He's still got a love affair with Philip Rivers, who uh, Hall of Famer um, Antonio Gates. So you don't know what's going to happen. I can't. You can't deal with that in fantasy. You got to deal with probabilities. What's probably going to happen? And with two tight ends looking for the quarterback to get in the football, one being a BFF of the quarterback, that's an issue. That you don't you don't want that headache. You move on and get to another tight end. All right, let's move on to another game. With about nine minutes left, I got uh, four more games to go through. Good timing here, Jer. Anyway, Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Do you play Ben Roethlisberger on the road against the heated rivalry in Baltimore Ravens, whose defense got torched in London last week against the Jacksonville Jaguars? That moment of silence was for a purpose. The purpose was to give to sit back and give a thought of, thought to that. Do you have a better option than Ben Roethlisberger? Ben Roethlisberger's numbers dramatically drop on the road versus playing at home, and especially playing against the Ravens. So, what to do? I say, excuse me, I say you play Ben Roethlisberger. I'm going against the green here. I say you play Ben Roethlisberger. Didn't play well last week. I say he's going to be that much more focused, especially against the Ravens, and play well. Le'Veon Bell hasn't been Le'Veon Bell of late. You still play Le'Veon Bell because you don't want to be the one sitting Le'Veon Bell and, and he goes off. Or he has one of those type of games Le'Veon Bell in the past has. No-brainer in Antonio Brown. And uh, I really like Jesse James, uh, the, the uh, Baltimore Ravens' weakness in their defense is against the tight end, 30th, 30th. Preventing fantasy points against the tight end position. I really like Jesse James, and so does Ben Roethlisberger. One of his touchdown passes is going to be to Jesse James. Let's move on to the other side. I'm not a big Joe Flacco fan or the guys that he throws to. Mike Wallace. Never a big Mike Wallace fan. Jeremy Macklin. Um, it's Flacco. It's the offense. It's the play call. Not a Mac, not to, not this week. Javoris Allen is the is the main guy now. Buck Allen. 
No brainer to me. But I'm going to give you a guy that may be overtaking Terrence West. Maybe taking overtake taking Terrence West that you can grab and stash. Maybe not to play, play today, but Alex Collins. Alex Collins. Think about that name. Remember that name. Um, he may come to the forefront this week or in the coming weeks, but he's coming. Alex Collins. Think about that. All right. Let's move on to the next game, which will be the San Francisco 49ers playing in Arizona. If J.J. Nelson is playing, you're playing. If John Brown is playing, you're playing. If the, the no-brainers in this game, i tell you the no-brainers, people. Liar Fitz, Carson Palmer. They're playing the San Francisco 49ers in Arizona. In Arizona. So I like all three of those wide receivers. This is basically a passing offense now because of the lack of a dynamic running back. If I was to pick a running back to play in this, I would pick Andre Ellington because he's involved in a passing game more than Chris Johnson is. That's how I see it. On the other side, Pierre, Pierre Garçon is going to have his hands full with Patrick Peterson. He's going to have his hands full with Patrick Peterson. Who do you play? Well, Carlos Hyde may or may not play. He injured his hip last week, um, and they're dealing with a hip injury. So it may be Matt Brieda. Hopefully you grabbed him on the waiver wire. This is what you do, people. If he's sitting on the waiver wire, if no one is really onto this, if he's sitting on a waiver wire, I'm talking Matt, Matt Brieda. Um, look who's back up to Carlos Hyde. If you want to play somebody in that uh, San Francisco running back field, Carlos Hyde. If you have Carlos Hyde, pick up Matt Brieda. Because if, if Carlos Hyde, and it's a good strong chance he may not play, you should pick him up anyway because Carlos Hyde always gets hurt. Matt Brad is going to run the football, and he is not a bad backup. He's a very good backup. All right, let's move on to the next game is Tennessee at Houston. Another guy you should pick up. I picked him up in every league except for one. And I wasn't able to pick him up. I, the guy in the waiver wire was one pick ahead of me. One, I, I was going to pick him up last week, and I should have. But I waited until this week and said, when you slow, you blow. And I blew it. I wanted to pick up my quarterback, Deshaun Watson. You saw what he did with New England. He saw the poise from played in Cincinnati, where I was at, to it, where he went to in New England. The poise that he was. Uh, the, the, it, he didn't cause the loss Houston had to New England. The defense did. The defense uh, gave up the last touchdown in the winning seconds to, to, pull, to, to have uh, the New England Patriots beat the Houston Texans. But did you see what Deshaun did in that game? The poise, the type of throws, the quality of throws in that game. 
from the first time he got into the game after halftime in the first game. Second game, which was in Cincinnati, where I was at, he played a little bit better. He played a little bit better. And then he made another progression in his play last week in New England, where Belichick and company's defense eat rookies alive. Didn't eat him alive. He rose to the occasion. Big play quarterback. Used to playing in big games. Play Deshaun Watson. If you don't have a better choice, play Deshaun Watson. He can run the football. You think he's going to get 30, 40, 50 yards on the ground anyway. He's getting Will Fuller back. A, a deep threat. 4-2, four, 4-3, four, 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 four speed. 4-4 four, four speed somewhere. 4-5 speed. Already, already got DeAndre Hopkins. Trust me, pick up Deshaun Jackson, uh, Deshaun Watson, I'm saying, and put him in your lineup. And we're going to be over, going over a little overtime because this game I'm talking about and then the next game in Washington at, on Monday night at Kansas City. So just hang with me a little bit longer, and we'll be out of here and be able to go enjoy the games. So you, play, you pick up and play Deshaun Watson. I think he, at home, the next three games are at home for Houston. I think he's going to play well. Uh, you play, uh, uh, and it's, I told you about this kid in the summer. I'm still telling you about this kid, and I'm telling you to pick him up. Deontay Foreman is going to eventually take over the duties or split carries. He almost split carries with Lamar Miller already. He's the most effective running back right now. Big kid, can run in between the tackles. He's being used more and more into the passing game. Powerful kid, better runner than Lamar Miller Deontay Foreman. Trust me when I say that, pick him up. Now, I wouldn't play Lamar. You probably have to play Lamar Miller. But you can play him in the flex. That's how far I trust him. Both these guys, I trust him in the flex. I really trust him in the flex. You play DeAndre Hopkins just for the sheer volume of what's going to take place. He's going to steadily target DeAndre Hopkins. On the other side, you know, I – play Marcus Mariota. I really like this kid as a quarterback. Um, very accurate, very dangerous quarterback in the running game and also in a pe- passing game. He doesn't turn the ball over that much at all. At all. And this, this offense is coming along. The, the defense is pretty steady. This offense is coming along. DeMarco Murray's been, been absolutely running the football effectively, and I think he's going to do it unfortunately against the Houston Texans. I, I, I'd like to play Two guys in here in the passing game. That would be Rashard Matthews, who is the number one wide receiver that uh, uh, Mariota likes to throw to, and Delaney Walker, who's a perpetual target monster and, and receptionist, reception guy, uh, even though he's a tight end for the Tennessee Titans. Got to play those guys. All right, let's move on to the last game, the Washington Redskins at the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, with the number one fantasy running back that I told you about before, and I'm loving it, Kareem Hunt. Um, I tell you right now, uh, Washington knows about this kid, is going to want to stop this kid. The first three games, everyone knows this kid, want to stop this kid, and this kid has still been balling out in the passing game, in the running game, 
And Andy Reid has already said he's not going to scale back the touches for this kid because he knows what he has. He knows what he has. So that's a no-brainer. I'd say that that is a no-brainer to me. Now, Washington is uh, 7th against the quarterback, 15th against the running back, and 3rd against the wide receivers, and 25th against the tight end. So Travis Kelsey should have a field day against this offense, I mean, defense in Washington. That's a no-brainer. I mean, he's probably number two. He could be possibly one on some people's list uh, uh, in the tight end position. Now, the other, the wide receivers, who do, they, who do they have? Chris Connolly, Albert Wilson, and Tyreek Hill. Go, and then, quite naturally, they have Kareem Hunt. So I told you to play Kareem Hunt, without a doubt. I told you to play uh, Travis Kelsey, without a doubt. Who else? Well, if you're looking for a big place and, and you're looking for points for someone, uh, they may be scarce because Josh Norman is going to be one of these guys. I don't know if he can stay with Tyreek Hill. I, I kind of doubt it. I think he's going to try to be physical with him, slow him down. This guy's got 4-3, four, 4-3, four, two, four, four, two speed. Don't let him get loose. Alex Smith will get the ball to him. All right, let's move on to the Washington side of the football. Going into our head to play. Kurt Cousins. Do you play Kurt Cousins? Some people have Kurt Cousins as their number one quarterback. Not number one in rankings, but number one as in their roster. So I would play Kirk Cousins. In this type of offense that Jay Gruden runs, um, I would play Kirk Cousins. Um, Robert Kelly is a toss-up. Samaje Piran is dealing with a hand issue. Chris Thompson is their dynamic playmaker that Jay Gruden has already said he will not increase his touches. He's, he has a certain part in the offense, and that's what he's going to be sticking to. So Chris Thompson is, is a hell of a guy in PPR to, to um, um, put into your flex position. And you can also probably put him in RB, too, because I think he's going to be heavily involved. Um, I also like the tight end position. Jordan Reed is too shaky, and I, more than likely he will not play. And if he doesn't play, guess who steps up? The old man, Vernon Davis, who stepped up last week, and he's going to step up this week. Kirk Cousins loves throwing, obviously. He loves throwing the Jordan Reed, an athletic tight end. Vernon Davis is another athletic tight end. So he, he, he likes Vernon Davis. And where, oh, where have you been to Rell Pryor? Now you got Marcus Peters and company just licking their chops for this wide receiver's in Washington. Can't honestly say I would trust any of these wide receivers. Can't honestly say that. All right, people. That's it. That's all I got. Games are being played. Got the uh, um, New Orleans Saints. Playing the um, the uh, um, Miami Dolphins and the um, trying to find what the score is.
And uh, um, I'll be back next week. Same time, same bat channel. With the um, only three nothing. Wow. Three nothing. Wow. Going into halftime is three nothing. This is uh, one of these stinker games. Uh, Hopefully it picks up. I mean, you got two teams, especially one team that got a lot of firepower, can take advantage of a weaker defense. Um, We'll wait and see. All right. Tune in next week. Same time, same bat channel. Uh, when I'll be back here again, uh, doing my thing as always, this is the master plan. I am JT, AKA the master, and we'll be talking to you next week. See ya.